everyone. This is Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, and you're listening to another DevOps chat. I'm really happy to be joined by one of my good friends in the DevOps industry today, Dr. Nicole Forsgren, founder of Dora, DevOps Research and Assessment, and also now with Google, right, who acquired Dora. Dr. Nicole. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. So, you know, you... I know what your title at Dora was very easy, CEO and co-founder, but share with us your title at Google now with the audience. Yes. So now it's, it's actually pretty similar to what I was doing at Dora. So now I am doing research and strategy with Google Cloud, and I'm still leading all of the dope, fun, amazing Dora work. So Dora is still continuing. We're still doing all of this exciting external industry, amazing work that's Dora. And actually... That's what we get to talk about today, right? Absolutely. So, you know, I'm, I'm March 14th was five years we're publishing DevOps.com. And over that time, you know, a lot of water under the bridge, but there are certain foundations that the DevOps community, and I don't mean just practitioners, I mean the vendors, I mean the, the uh, evangelists, the leaders, the followers, the 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 laggards, the early adopters. There are just certain foundations that we built this on. And one of them is the State of DevOps survey that you've been doing now, I'm going to guess it's six or seven years, right? This is, yeah, this is year six. Yes, six years. And um, it's a kid. It's like a small child now. Let me see if I remember because I don't have notes in front of me, Nicole. But over the six years you've collected, was it twenty five or twenty seven thousand responses, something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, we're right in there. Yep. And what's great is over the six years, you've disseminated so much of the information, and that information and those results of the survey really form the basis for so much of the dev of what we think we know anyway about devops and and agile and and lean and all of these things that you know come together so much of of what the whole thing is premised on comes from the the results of this survey so congratulations on that and thank you oh yes of course i i love it because it helps us understand what we do that's important and impactful mm-hmm. and and it backs up so much that, frankly, some of us know and have done for a decade now, right? So I, I started so much of this back, you know, I've chatted about this, right? Back in mm-hmm. my dissertation work about a decade ago. And even so much of what I did as an engineer and as a sysadmin, even before that. But as we know, as good little scientists and good little experimenters, right? We need more than just intuition, we need data. We need to know what's working and what's working consistently in part so that we can keep doing it. And sometimes so that we can convince people, whether it's convincing ourselves, whether it's convincing leaders, whether it's convincing our teams so that we can say, this is what we're going to do. And this is what we're going to keep doing. And yeah. so, yeah, sometimes people will, will read the book accelerate, you know, that I, that I wrote with, uh, mm-hmm. Jazz and Gene, or they'll read the state of DevOps reports and they'll say, oh, well, yeah, I knew that. 
Well, that's great because so often that's where we get our hypotheses from, right? We'll reach out to the community, we'll go to conferences, we'll, we'll speak with engineers, we'll check Twitter, we'll read our emails, we'll uh, speak with so many people in the community and we'll say, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? What do you think is working? What's not working? And we'll look for the things that are like consistently working or maybe there's mixed signal and we'll say, okay, these are the hypotheses we want to test. Yeah. Because that's like, that's how you do science, right? You form a hypothesis and then you go to test it. So you just said the magic word science, because you know, it's interesting. There's something I, depending who you believe, there's four to 700, 800 vendors in the DevOps space. And I'm going to bet half of them, maybe more than half, do some sort of, excuse my language, but some sort of half-assed survey, right? Where the, they'll put out a survey on SurveyMonkey, they ask questions, they get answers. And I am constantly bombarded by PR agencies who say, you know, our survey found 42% of people did this, 36% of people did that, blah, 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 blah. There's no real science behind these surveys, right? The, the, the questions are done and it's like political surveys, right? right they don't yeah. know what the answers are, they, what answers they want. Because they, they want to support their own product. They want to support course. an agenda. And I understand why. They, I mean, I get it. They're smoking have... their own socks, as we say. But yeah. that being said, I, I think one of the things, you know, why you're sitting here at Google right now, right? And why you've had the success you've had is that there's some academic uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Rigor. Rigor. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for. There's some academic rigor to the to this survey, and and I think that is a big reason for its success. I mean, Nicole, I'll go all over the world, and, and people will throw up, you know, stuff to me. I say, where did you get that number? They say, oh, the State of DevOps Report, 2018, 2017. You know, and I'm like, oh, okay, pretty cool. You know, so it's it's an amazing thing. But of well, course, and, I, and I think it's because we don't have anything to sell or, exactly. or let me say the thing I have to sell is better outcomes. Mm -hmm. And I am happy to be convinced at any time with data and with results. If my, that's, that's science, changed, that's science. If I get my mind changed and there have been a couple times when my mind is changed and I am reconvinced of another position because mm -hmm. we want better outcomes. This work is born of my experience in the early 2000s. I entered technology in 98, 99, 2000 in, and I've said this before in the dot-com bust. Yeah. And it's interesting because people are like, but the dot-com bust didn't happen, right? The world didn't end. You know, the Y2K bug didn't end the world, but what did happen is some systems failed, some companies failed. So what happened? Companies failed, people lost their jobs, families were torn apart. We're, we're seeing some of that trickle down again. So if we can improve outcomes, if we can make companies more successful, deliver value better, if we can make work better, if we can decrease burnout, if we can make work-life balance better, if we can make pushing code easier. So we're not doing seven-day forced marches because I did that for two years. Right. If we can make work better, we all win. Absolutely. Everything better. 
Well, not and not only those folks who are slinging code and stuff, the world wins because, you know, I was just like, right before I got on this podcast with you, I was doing a video with another guest and, and, you know, we were talking about Charlemagne scribes. I don't know what, if you know anything. Yes. About this, right? Well, let's let's catch illiterate. everyone up. He was illiterate, Charlemagne. So he counted on his scribes to tell him, well, at the, the Bible was kind of the only book they had, but he counted, yep. you know, he counted on his scribes to give him the intelligence, to make him smart, to show him the way, to let other people know what he was doing and, and all of these things. Today, technologists, developers and DevOps folks and stuff like this, those of us in the tech world, we're sort of Charlemagne scribes, right? It's almost within our hands to make the world a better place. And I don't want to overemphasize it, but it's true. But if we can make things more accessible for more people in more places across like broader populations. Yeah. No, it really changes the the black hole picture last week, right? I'm sure you looked at I mean, what a great, what a great story this is, right? I'm not even going to get into the idiots who are giving this young woman a hard time that she really wasn't the driving force, but what a, what a great, I mean, to be able to sit at our desk and peer into what a black hole looks like inside of, you know, that's what it, that's what it all comes down to. But we can't do those algorithms. We can't do that data without the science, right? Science feeds science. But anyway, Nicole, a lot of people have asked me, um, you know, with Dora now acquired by Google, are they doing the survey? Is it going to be the same? What, what is the story? Tell yes. us. Yes. Okay. So the survey's still happening and it's happening now. So for anyone okay. who hasn't taken the survey, it's open right now. It's about 25 minutes. And right now it was like, girl, 25 minutes. But it's because it's that academically rigorous research. Mm-hmm. So what are we Has studying? It's always been about 20, 25 minutes. It's always been about 20, 25. Yeah. And I'll still love everyone who does it. I'll come like hang out with you and like selfie with you and give you a hug or give you like an elbow bump, like wh- whatever you want to do. Well, we might be talking thousands and tens of thousands of people, Nicole. You know, That's fine. We'll hang. we'll hang. Let, let's talk about the survey though. First of all, is there like an easy URL we can talk to people? I'm going to put the written URL in our show notes, but do you have an easy to remember URL that people Yes, yes. So it's bit.ly slash 2019 dash a soder a s o d r because for accelerate state of devops report accelerate state of devops report so so bit.ly slash 2019 dash a soder and anyone who's in tech well anyone can go take it but i would love to hear from our devs our test our ops security people don't forget our security people Um, absolutely so nicole the cool stuff this year. That's I mean, we I want to ask you, what's different this year? We say it every year. I know. <laughs> I get excited every year. But we're, we're really digging into cool stuff. So I reached out to some extra experts this year. Mm-hmm. So automated testing and, and testing in a slightly different way, right? Because testing's changing. The way we think about testing is changing. We're also looking at how to build effective deployment pipelines a little bit differently disaster recovery practices, right? Because Mm -hmm. our systems get more distributed and more complex, disaster recovery is super important. Mm -hmm. 
things like our technical environment. What does that look like? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, oh, so many things. I can't say all of it. Productivity. So let me give me a time frame, time frames, Nicole. Okay. So the survey's open until May 3rd. We got and I know it. everyone's like, I got plenty of time. You got, I mean, kind no, of. No, do it now. We do it now. Mm-hmm. And then the survey comes out in August, like mid-August. Oh. And I know everyone's like, that takes a minute. But it takes a minute to do science. It's a lot, it's a lot of stats and then writing. And then I got to make it pretty because. Was that always the time? I seem to remember it coming out around, around does in the U.S., Around so like it always takes about six months. It used it used to come out June ish, and then oh, maybe it was uh, does London. Yeah, it was does London, and then last year we shifted a little bit to fall because I, I just think it took me a minute to to pull together research design. Yeah, no, it, it takes research design in December because I what I here's the thing I love to hear all of the feedback from the whole fall conference schedule it gives me a better chance to really get great signal from what everyone's hearing and what everyone's saying. And yep. then I start pulling together all of my research design in January and February, and then we launch in March. And it takes about six months to pull together a really, really good. Um, yeah. Hey, look, August is good by me. I, I was expecting October for does. So I just, you know, I just picked up two months. Um, yeah. yeah. That's good by me. Um, all right. And now Google, of course, is obviously sponsoring it again this year, Google Cloud. They Google. are, yeah. So, so we're partnering with them this year like we did last year. Yep. And then we have lots, we have, we have got a handful of other sponsors just like we do all the time, right? So because, because this is such a great industry report, Right. And yeah. so we've got a handful of wonderful, and, I, and it's still under wraps, but we have amazing, wonderful industry partners and sponsors okay. like, we all, like we always have, right? Mm-hmm. So it's still the Dora, it's still the Dora report. Mm-hmm. It's still, you know, we still have the Dora team behind it. Um, and I'm super excited to share the results with everybody in August. So we're excited to, to read about it. So let me, I don't know if you could uh, say this or not. But will we see a second accelerate book? Oh, <gasps> uh, probably. Well, yeah. because the, the first book was based on four years of research, right? And then we found the 2018 study come out that had some incredible findings, like cloud. Right? Everyone's like, "Okay, cloud," but does cloud matter? And some people are like, "Okay, science." Right? Here's a great example of science. Some people are like, of, cl- "Of course, cloud matters. Cloud makes a huge difference." And then there's subgroups that are like, we made this huge, these huge investments in cloud, but I'm not seeing the benefits of cloud. So here's what we found. Cloud matters, but only if you do it right. Yeah. Some people are like, what do you mean to do it right? If you follow the five essential characteristics of cloud computing, as defined by NIST, the National Institutes of Standards and Technology, we see that you're 23 times more likely to be an elite performer. See, stuff like that is super important because that's yes. really what helps you tease out. I wish I would have had this in my thing. You know, Nicole, I was in Iceland last week at a, a conference, a small one, 50, more of a roundtable, 50 people, all high execs at large enterprises. And, we, and there was someone giving a presentation there about you know, advantages, disadvantages, cloud, hybrid cloud, et cetera. 
And man, I could have used some of these metrics there. Because But see, that, that's what helps you tease out. Yes, mm -hmm. it makes a difference, but only if you're actually doing it right. You can't skip steps. You have to execute. And then you can go back to an exec team who says things like, we made investments, it doesn't work. Okay, but, but did you execute all the way? Did you execute fully? Are you so early in your transition that you're just not seeing the benefits yet, but they will come, don't give up? Well, this is... I have the same argument with people with DevOps who tell me their DevOps failed or whatever. Oh, absolutely. You know, DevOps, DevOps only fails when you stop doing DevOps. And, you see uh, the same thing with CICD, right? We'll, we'll see teams do a continuous integration initiative, and then they'll redefine it so narrowly to make sure that they hit the target. But then what happens is if you go reevaluate, I think that's the benefit of the, of the research, is because we have to do it rigorously, we end up identifying for everyone exactly what it means to do CI. You have to hit four things, which gives you an evaluative criteria. So then you can go back and you can say, we're, we're doing CI, but I'm not seeing benefits. Okay, go back. Go back to the book. We outline it for you. Are you doing all these four things? And you could say, oh, well, we're only doing two. Okay, that's why you're not seeing you benefits. You have all four. So, Nicole, this is an excellent reason why people need to buy the book. Yes, well, and this is also an excellent reason, by the way, please take the survey because yes. what helps me understand which things are predictive of performance, which things are not, and then you can turn back around. The report is free. It's free to download. Anyone can go back through and you can see, okay, absolutely, these are, these are the things we should continue doing. These are the things that are not helpful and not beneficial. So, by the way, I super like i'd love and appreciate anyone who helps contribute to all of this research but we we do pay it forward we absolutely absolutely do and and i think our entire industry should pay it forward by by participating nicole as i mentioned to you before we started this is only a 15 20 minute interview we're close to a half hour but, yes. <laughs> so, thanks everyone i love this community Absolutely. But let us end with this then. Please go take this survey. It'll take 20, 25 minutes. And the URL to go take it is bit.ly, which is, of course, bit.ly slash 2019 slash A for Accelerate State of DevOps. Yep. Sorry, bit.ly slash 2019 dash A Soder. A Soder, spell that for us. A-S-O-D-R. Because, you know, I have, I'm from New York. We have a tough time with R's at the end of words, like brother, sister, and all that. I can't help it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, Dr. Nicole Forsgren, thanks so much for being our guest. Guys, gals listening, go take the survey. Nicole, hopefully, I guess I'll see you in London next, perhaps. And, uh, yes, yes, for sure. Unless maybe a KubeCon in Barcelona is very nice, but uh, I don't know if you'll be there. If not, does London. Absolutely. All right, Dr. Nicole Forsgren, CEO, founder of Dora, big time person of Google Cloud as well, and the and the kind of the, the life and breadth of the state of DevOps survey. Thanks for being our guest on this DevOps chat. Thanks so much. All right, this is Alan Schimmel, and you've just listened to another DevOps chat. <laughs>